0: you know are here I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that vagina talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man she or him, and that, in fact, it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs, mostly Put upon us, and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. I am called Sophia Wise One, and this show is called Vagina Talks. Happy, 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 happy to be here with you today. I told you, I told you I was going to be bringing on some people that I'm excited about, and today is one of those people, uh, a, a friend, a compatriot on the path, a, a student, a teacher, a, a Inspiration from my life for many, many years, um, bringing onto the show today. So, Jackson Reddy, pronouns they, them, theirs, and he, him, his, is a Black, queer, trans artist, educator, and chef. Jackson has been studying and practicing dance, yoga, and movement for over 15 years and enjoys creating unique classes and workshops based on specific themes or intentions. Jackson has also been practicing and studying Nichiren Daishonin Buddhism for 11 years and as a member of the Soka Gekkai International, or SGI, a lay Buddhist organization dedicated to peace, culture, and education. Jackson is here with us today. Jackson, you are like, I know you to be like, so much more than all these lists of things. You are embodied, dedicated to your own path and being of service of other people. I'm thrilled and honored to have you on the show today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Well, maybe you should write my bio next time. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep it simple and light, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: These are the things you can call on me for art, education or food, you know,
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> if, you're hungry, yes.
1: if you want to eat something, if you want to learn something or if you want to make something, you know, I'm useful in all of those areas and arenas.
0: It's beautiful. Tell me what is like alive for you right now? Like, it's like, what's a lot? What's what's in motion? What's happening? What is at work?
1: Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Mm, I, I. I don't. I'm like. I'm just gonna be honest because I don't know what else to be. But I. I just said to someone the other day, like you know, I'm so, I'm, I hate everyone. I'm so tired of everything. You know, I just feel like everything is being, um, sort of like commodified right now. Mm. Um, and it's like, it feels like it's impossible sometimes to really have conversations with people about the truth because there's so much jargon and there's so much like, uh, commercialization of, everything including like medicine work and spiritual work and you know and it just feels like everything is like muddled and muddied and i'm like in i'm in this place where i'm like nothing matters everything is like every everyone everything is trash everyone's garbage you know which is like i don't know maybe that doesn't seem very enlightened i'm just having a very human experience these days of being like that i'm tired of everyone you know and like i'm i'm tired of like you know, I'm like, you know, I've I've had so many conversations about pronouns now. It's like when you say the same word over and over and over again and yeah. to the point where, like, it no longer makes any sense. That is sort of what is living in me right now is like a state of just everything being just oversaturated, mm. you know, just too much of everything. Um, and sort of like trying to figure out how to how to have a a clean slate in terms of like just dealing with and how I look at and how I interact with the world. Um, and, uh, also knowing that like, that's, you know, I can't, you can't approach things a historically, right? Like the history is important. The lineage is important for a reason. So we've sort of got a, like, wade through all of this bullshit together, you know, we, I'm saying, like, the collective consciousness of, like, humanity, we have to sort of, like, get through this, like, muddy, muddy time together, I guess, in order to, like, come out on the other side with some clean water, but things feel mm. very muddied, right? Everything feels really muddied right now. And I guess that's what I mean when I'm like, I'm tired of everyone. I'm tired of everything. Like everything just feels like it's all been like thrown together. And it's just kind of feels like chaos right now, <laughs> honestly, in the world. Um, and I'm like, no one, no one really even, I think knows what they're talking about anymore. And in those moments, I'm happy to just sit down and shut the fuck up. You know, where I think some people like really, like as humans, we, create meaning, right? Like that's part of being a human. And I, I feel like a lot of people are rushing to create meaning right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm happy to sit down and just sort of like observe and be quiet and listen to the earth and listen to, you know what I mean? Like whatever spirits are talking to me. Um, and I'm not in quite as much of a rush to make meaning out of every every little thing, you know, um, I I have faith that things will reveal themselves and their meaning and their purpose will be revealed. I don't necessarily need to like always be making meaning out of something. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I mean. That's, what's alive for me. <laughs> it's just sort of dealing with, you know, the, the humanity and the shifts, the like big, you know, social, political, economic, you know, shifts that we're going through um in uh, like globally you know um and then you know i can bring it from the macrocosm all the way down to just my own life which is filled with transition so yeah and i'm also sick of everyone in my own life (laughs) I can't stand none of y'all. <laughs> uh, it's, so,
0: it's like such the good news. You know me. It's just, I'm like, it's, this is so, it's so good. It's so I'm good. just being honest.
1: That's where I'm at. It doesn't sound, it, and that's exactly it. It's like, oh, it doesn't sound enlightened, you know, because now Ugh. we have this idea of like what enlightenment sounds like or what spirituality sounds like and looks like. And, you know, and so everyone is, you know sort of rushing to create the, you know, whatever their idea of it is, but it's like, just sit down, relax, (laughs) you know, not everyone needs to be like a spiritual leader. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not Uh... everyone needs to be a revolutionary. It's like, you could just live your life, (laughs) you know, like not everything needs to be like a practice or an identity, you know? Yeah. A lot of over-identifying with what we do right now. Um, you know,
0: yeah, I think you touched on, I mean, you touched on a lot of things. Just Sorry. Now? No, that's, no, that's Ew, I reject, I reject your apology. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested. Thanks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate your rejection. I accept your rejection. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. Oh, uh, I, yeah, it's not for me. You can have it if you want. Um, I, so many things, you know, one, this piece of being like sick of, is such, I think about like, I just go right back to the body. Right. And being like, when we're sick of something, it means we're cleansing it out of the body. Right. Right. It means like there's something that's out of balance and we're sick and we are at work. Sick is another word. I often actually avoid using the word sick when I'm sick because it has this association of a lack of wellness or being, um, bad. Right. And I think about often when we're sick, what we're actually saying is my immune system is at work. My body and my restorative system is at work or at least needs to be at work. right? Right. So like it's it's there's things to be done. There's work to be done. And so when I stop and rest, I'm like, oh, are you sick? And I'm like, I'm just a bit, I'm like, I'm full-time busy right now. Like it, in, in to me, it's like the word busy is like such a loaded word in and of itself, but it's like that place of like, I'm at, like I'm active and working like me laying here right now is there's a lot of just straight up ATP being worked, like yeah. biochemical energy being used. And so that's why I get like, it's good. It's good to be sick of things like, because that is that means that we're actually ready to and we're engaging. That feeling is the feeling of what engaging to rework uh, a foundational understanding or the construct of something. I think about, um, like, I, again, I just think about the immune system. I think about, like, the deployment of white blood cells to go and engage with something that needs to be resituated, right? And yeah. so to, to have this sensation of I've got to deploy some renegotiation energy around the people in my life, around the societal structures, around the identities that I've claimed, around the identities that I've rejected, right? right? Like these are... That's to me. I can't help but hear the like the good news in that. It's like congratul. I literally just want to. I'm just congratulating you, right? Thank you. (laughs) It's like, uh huh, yeah, absolutely. And I can relate to it, right? Like, yeah, you know, myself recently, but also just like. That's like 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 perpetual state of healing, right? is to is yes. like in this place of recognizing like that which can be optimized and healed, right? and I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's you know there's an interesting thing about the commodity piece happening right now. I was just talking to another friend of mine, and a lot of people that I know that have been intentionally practicing, I'm gonna say for like fifteen years or more. Right. So like are in that 15, 20 year, 25 year, it's it's and that's a lot of my listeners like you listening. I know like a lot of you, some of you are just waking up. You're just having this moment of like. Remembering these skills that you had as a little kid, or shedding the delusion or the illusion that your sensitivity is a problem. I know you're with me too. And I also know those of you who've been st- deep in study and deep in practice of cultivating your sensitivity and cultivating your knowing and cultivating community, spiritual community, meaning in person, as well as spiritual community, like working with the etherics or working with the subtles for literally decades. Yeah. Right. And that. This moment is both a relief and painful to see so many people talking about the shit that we've been talking about. And like for me, it was being 10 years old and sitting at the table with all the mothers because that's what I did most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like like 50-50, I was like with the kids and I was like sitting with the moms at the table talking about stuff, you know, and and contributing to the conversation, these concepts that are now memed, right? Like they're like everywhere, right? Like memes everywhere about it. And having those conversations and having these people, these grown people sit across from me and go – yeah okay maybe right or like talking to my kid friends and having some of them be like yeah 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 me too and some of them be like nah but really feel alone a lot in that conversation really feel like a Mm. mouthpiece right yes and and uh just kind of throwing it to the wind right and so there's a great comfort in the past i'm gonna say five about five or six years ago um there really was like the 2012 gateway. Those like 2011, yeah. 2012, 2013 was a really big shift in the dialogue. And 2014, when the United States elected the quintessential uh, caricature of pa- colonial patriarchy, <laughs> like capitalist patriarchy, like literally the quintessential really woke up uh, a massive and there was this movement that has been, had was set up before that rude awakening that has yeah. caught and actually facilitated and educated a lot of people in that waking up with jargon which is another word for vocabulary yes right with yeah. uh concepts with understanding with uh you know, the it's like I just like cannot leave it out. Black Lives Matter movement changing the dialogue, re- requiring the political debates to talk about our history and 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 race impact in the present day. You know, and like all of these things, like there's so much work that led up to this collective uh, corporatized commodity. commodified, commodified, Commodified. yeah, commodified, uh, landscape of spirituality. And, you know, so it's, it's very interesting for me because there is a piece that is relief. It's good news. It's like, thank goodness that people are The, the mainstreaming of these concepts, because I know you know this, but it's like, you know, I'm just going to remind all of us right now that this is where most people are getting their actual education, and it's definitely where they're getting their continued education is, is, is the media, right? Totally. And so the fact that, like, self-care makes it onto, like, CBS morning news, right, is, like, yeah. on one hand, cringe, right? And on the other hand, like, what a relief. Like I was literally begging people to like, you know, maybe you want to like take off an hour work early once a month to maybe get some Bodywork for your chronic back pain for 10 years people are like no 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 that can't be worth it you know right. and there's a way right. that like when cbs morning news says like this is a good idea that yeah. like there are literally tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people who go you know what that's a good idea
1: you right know? and like the pain <laughs> of the visionary
0: is like was nobody listening
1: it's so true it's, it's so like true. And the
0: answer is a lot of people were and a lot of people couldn't and just like us personally you know I I, we've talked about this before Jackson which is just like sometimes we have to hear the same message like 9,642 times it's the like the exact same words and it's like that 9,842nd time we go oh that's a good idea you know and it's like but we needed to hear it every time before then before we could believe it You know, and so and the other thing that I want to take a moment for you and listeners like my dear, I just squeeze you as we're like kind of launched right into this, you know, high velocity zone is every chant, every ceremony, every begging of our own cells to heal has made a pathway and an opening for mainstream media to talk about medicine like we have begged for the healing to to uncover and have access to our hunted line, like medicine lineages like we've worked diligently to reclaim these pathways in ourselves and and I lo- really appreciate you talking about the muddy waters like I just really appreciate that because when the floodgates open when the dam comes down that flow is not the balanced optimal flow, right? Like it's a, it's a mess, right? It's a mess. And people knowing, you know, we're still deprogramming the notion that spirituality is this mystical separate thing. So, so people think because they're coming into their spirituality, that means they have to take on this mantle of spiritual leadership because that's where Because that's where spirituality happens, right? Right. And that's part of the the colonized, like, you know, in my thesis in college, I called it the mysticism of our inherent nature, right? The creation of mystics, Mm -hmm. as though every human being isn't uh, inherently, like, sensitive to something or have an understanding or an ability to connect with all of their senses, which goes beyond our five senses, right? Right. That that's just, that's just actually how we're built. And so, so there's a lot of programming that we're all undoing to figure out where's the right place for me. You know, I was having this conversation, I was at a podcasting conference and, you know, people are like, so what do you do? You know? And I'm like, okay, this conversation, um, you know, and it's like, since I've done less and less this past year, it's been easier to be like, yeah, I have a podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> like I, right. I pray a lot. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, it's yeah. Sleep. Asleep? Asleep. Exactly. Sleep. I just,
1: I just the other day posted on Instagram. I said, I hate when people ask me what I do. I said, I'm making shit up just like all the rest of us. Like I'm not playing these games with y'all anymore, you know, like, <laughs> Aren't we all doing the same thing? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm done. Like, stop asking me that question. Like, it's so, it's ridiculous. I'm making it up. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just me? like you.
0: Exactly. I'm playing the game of life. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. It's true. So,
1: I hear you. I hear you on that. And then, um, go ahead. You want no, Continue. no.
0: Uh, wait, is it there? Hold on. Maybe.
1: I really we did a thing. Um, I think we both we both lost it actually cuz I, I don't remember what yeah, I was going to say.
0: We'll just take a breath then. Everybody, <laughs> everybody together. Let's breathe. There we go. <sighs> what I that So when I started having deeper conversations about the the work, my passion and my contribution that I offer, uh, at one point I said, well, they were like, okay, but who do you work with, right? These are also a bunch of entrepreneur people that are like doing the same dialogue of like, okay, like who do you work with? And I was like, okay, you know, what I help people do is cultivate their own medicine and then help them see how they contribute that to our collective culture. And I was like, so I have one person who teaches consent in the fire spinning community. I have another person who is changing or doing <laughs> her damnedest <laughs> to contribute to the academic conversation, um, by bringing in the feminine viewpoint into the academic conversation. Cause the academic conversations, having a conversation about the feminine, through a masculine lens right so I have one person who's like doing her medicine and what she and then the work that she's doing in the world is engaging in the academic landscape you know is that I have another person who's a body worker and another person who's a branding consultant and a, and a practitioner and a medicine caller and and it was like they kind of sat there and I was like because and it was that moment of being like because that is being your medicine like the cultivation of our own medicine and our being doesn't necessarily mean that every single person is going out and leading ceremony in this, right. in this, uh, in this, like I'm saying this mystic mysticized like right. viewpoint. And it's like all of those people do ceremony like they do and they can lead ceremony and they do. And their medicine in their walk right now, the way in which they're embodying and contributing their medicine are in these different, landscapes. And that's embodiment. That's what happens when you're, when you're dedicated to the path and you recognize that. And it's like, I'm like looking at you as I say this, like in your, in your cooking, in your education, in your, in your movement, right? It's like when you're listening to your humanness, your preferences, your, uh, Uh, proclivities your you know the the ways in which you are a particular something and then you contribute your embodied sacred holy presence to that whatever that is whatever that may be and that kind of knowing of oneself is is uh is a pro it's a it's a process right like it's a process and most people in their spiritual awakening have a phase at some point in which it's like because it's so real and and I mean this at some point in the cycle right like we go around this cycle where it's like oh my god I know this information how can anyone not know this information like there's a phase that a lot of us go through even if it's just for a moment that's like where's my soapbox where's my bullhorn where's my um you know when something really shifts and changes in us because i think our human the human nature is generous and so we have yeah. that feeling of freedom. We have that feeling of love. And we think everyone that we love, whether that soapbox is going onto the street, I think we all know the people who like live their life and then have some sort of awakening. And they come in like, oh my God, have you read this book? Or have you seen this thing? or Have you done this thing? <laughs> yes. And I'm yep. like, I have read that book and I have seen that thing. And I do know right. that thing, you know, or I'm like, no, I haven't. I don't know any of those things. Tell me about it, you know? And it's the right. bees, it's the bees knees to them. It's the, it's the best thing yep. in the world, you know?
1: Yep. And, yep. Yep. and,
0: uh, Yeah. So those are some of those are some of my thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And um, I think it's that last piece, it's about being affirmed. I think that that is that is also part of it is that, Mm. you know, I know in my own journey for years it's like you know like you said the vision the visionaries you know pain is is seeing it and knowing it and having no one else see it or know it and then I think it is it's finally finding the book the person the workshop that affirms what you already knew um and I think that it, it it's like the commodification is the trap though that like you know, um there's been a, a deficit has been created actually, right? So like information has been withheld, practices have been buried, um, and removed and banned, you know. Um, and so then, you know, uh what capitalism, uh, you know, I'm using capitalism as like this, you know, as a thing, right? Capitalism does is uh, it takes everything away and then it goes, Oh, you know what you really need. Mm-hmm. is this thing that actually you had or should have had for all, the whole time that now we're going to sell back to you sell at to a you. higher cost. And we're going to sort of trap you into thinking that, you know, whatever we've given you, the book, the, you know, the, you know, the medicine, the actual medicine, you know, talking about pharmaceutical companies, whatever it is, right. we're trap you into thinking that that is the thing. And so you align yourself with that thing. Right. And that is, I think, when I when I say like everything is just sort of getting commodified and, you know, that is what I'm referring to is that trapping of of, you know, of being held in a deficit and then finally given something that affirms the truth. Yeah, it it definitely is like that is the truth. It's affirming what's real. It's also like trapping you into thinking that the only way for you to access this or the or the way to access this is through whatever I've just sold you is through whatever medicine, whatever book, whatever new fad diet or, you know, like whatever, you know, right. whatever it is. Like, that's the way to do it. Um, and that and then that breeds culture, you know, um, and then that culture spreads. So, you know that's where we're, that's where we are right now. Um, I mean, I, we see this, I feel like that is kind of the sex industry in a nutshell, the way it has been, right. Is like, we've totally demoralized sex. We've dehumanized it. We've hidden it. We've missed, we've made it into this, you know, we've mystified it for people. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you, these huge companies, you know, come along and go, okay. Now we're going to sell it back to you in the form of pornography, or in the form of, you know, this, or in the form of that. And there's absolutely, obviously, I'm not I, the, the sex work is not the issue. The sex industry, however, I will poke some holes in um, because, <laughs> that's right, uh, that's right? I mean, that that is exactly what what has happened, you know. And so now, you know, and that now you've got people sort of like just confused, you know, I, myself included. When I say people, I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) me you know about what is okay and what's you know what i mean Mm. like what's okay what's not okay what's good what's bad what's you know and and it's hard sometimes i think just to find your own alignment when you're navigating through so much um toxicity you know and um yeah that part
0: (laughs) say the things so, that, part. that part Thank you Thank you for uh-huh. saying that part And thank you for saying it so well It's just really You know, it also touches that same thing For me, it's the same <laughs> It's this. It's you know, it's the same it, Like <sighs> uh, 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 It's the same thing that is uh, That, you know I have been shown That the way that we transgress The financial institution is by understanding and perpetuating and demystifying it right that like finances yeah. the way that the 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 rules of the game of, of money and energy exchange across the board has also been hidden right and it's like and and mystified and this whole thing and it's like oh it's like hard and complicated right It's like, you know, it's like, this is why, you know, I had this epiphany one time, which was like, you know, people look at me and they're like, healing is such a mystery. And I'm like, yes, the moment of healing is a mystery and like cannot be like controlled or contained. Right. But like how you get to a healing experience is like not confusing. There's like thousands and thousands and thousands, millennia of years. Just watch a cat. Right. Like it's not confusing. Like healing happens by slowing down the body activating the parasympathetic nervous system mm. activating circulation like there are things that you do and then miraculously mm. <laughs> healing happens right you feed yourself nourishing food like there are these things that are like you put these things together and you will heal and when i say heal i don't necessarily mean you won't die because that's a confusion that we've made and mm. that we a lie we've been sold which is that heal means you don't die. And it's like, literally, that's not true because we heal perpetually and death is a healing process in and of itself for many, many people, um, that process in and of itself. And I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying healing is ever not hard it's not hard it's not easy it is its Mm -hmm. own it is its own threshold and and transition like transition is transition it's its own particular collection of sensations challenges um satisfaction right so okay so so i'm in this place of recognizing you know okay how do i come into neutrality with finances so i had this epiphany at one point where i was like people who make money um there really is a way in which they're like no making money isn't a mystery Like there's this thing that you do and then you make money in the same way that I'm like healing is not a mystery. Like everybody Mm -hmm. looks at me and they're like, how do you heal stuff? And I'm like, you just do the 10 things that make stuff heal like over and over again. You do it every minute. You do it every hour. You do it every day. Like it's actually not confusing, right? And so people who understand how you quote unquote make money or how you do participate in generative resource flow can do it with any, people who really get it can do it with any. Uh, any commodity, any industry, right. anything, right? they are like give me yeah. a thing, and I can make money with it because they right. understand that flow, right? Yeah. And so there's a way in which it's also that learn that knowledge, right? We take away that num- knowledge of how do you be part of not only a sustainable instead of a de- deficit because we've actually all been taught how to participate in a deficit energy that's exchange. So real. Yeah, that's what we've been taught—a slave mentality, deficit. Energy right. exchange, you know? And so, so what is it to be to be educated or to be retrained into a sustainable and then into a generative energy exchange? And one of those <laughs> things is actually when we look at money, it's you pay more than what it costs and more oh, than what God. it's worth. That's generative so that the person you're paying or the thing that you're paying can then make something with it. And it's right. generative to you because it's an abundant offering that then makes space for that which you've welcomed into your life. That's generative energy exchange. We can use money or we can use whatever, but like that's generative energy exchange. And so coming into and being able to redefine and renegotiate my pathways, my associations with all of that stuff is its own medicine. And when we do that, then the uh, the tool of money will no longer be a useful spiritual tool the way that it is right now, which is it's a very powerful reflection of, of the spiritual bindings that we are in a collective and in a lineage way navigating, right? Systemic mm. oppression and uh, environmental destruction, like all of that's reflected in the money flow. So we shift the money flow. It's not an either or. It's, we shift the flow collectively yeah. and the money flow shifts. And that's why it's like it's like again it's like I just I get really worked up about this cuz it's like you want to restore a community, you give women money. Like yeah. That's what you do. You give women or established caregivers, right? Like that and money, right? And you will go back 15 years later and that community will have more it will have generated more well-being, right? And so it's like recognizing this is what was coming up for me. I don't know if I can like tie it all the way back, but when you were talking about this taking away and then being sold back to us, this process of like me literally buying trainings to learn how to have generative energy exchange, right? Right. To create like, (laughs) how do I, you know, because the other thing that we were, um, that a lot of us, that we were told, you know, for me is the invisible labor, right? The erasure yep. that hospitality or yep. medicine or caregiving or deep yep. breaths is worthless, mm-hmm. right? Like the story that's worthless, the erasure that it's labor, the the invisibility of its presence. And right. so it's I was talking about Airbnbs the other day because, you know, Airbnbs used to be the cheap way to travel and now Air, Airbnbs are like, oh, it's like, all right, that's a little pricey, you know? And I said, yeah. yeah, but you want to know why? Because a lot of people did Airbnbs and then they realized it takes fucking work.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of work. I, I do Airbnb. I love doing it, but it is a lot of work. It's
0: work and it's work that people, people don't think it's work because they don't think doing laundry or cleaning things or all of those classically homemaking, invisible labor things are work until they have to do them. And then they go, oh, is it really worth it? I got to make it a price that's worth it, you know? And so there's all of these elements of what you're talking about that it all feeds back into the same thing of like these places that we've been taken, it's been taken away from us and then it gets sold back to us. I just, you really, you touched something in there for me and and it's painful and it's, and it touches that part of me that's like, I see this way in which like collectively rewriting those pathways so that what is it to, even if we got to buy it back for a minute or if we are stepping out of it because i believe that there's multiple ways right like multiple right. ways to. there's not a it's like you can buy your way out you can never buy a thing you it's like i'm not going to say how you can liberate yourself or not liberate yourself. i'm not going to tell anybody if that's right. don't spend money or spend money right like yeah. you know because there's also this place of like what is generative energy exchange is its own dialogue okay get in here say what you tell, tell me some things
1: um, well, I'm just thinking about bringing it back to the theme of your podcast and how all of it relates to the vagina talks, um, Bring it in. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I figured it out yet, but I'm thinking about, I'm like, how can I, how can I draw a line here that, that makes, I mean, and it. it's like, I don't need to draw a line. It does all make sense because it, again, it all comes back to like how, You know, things are industrialized and commodified and our bodies are the first thing, you know, like that gets, you know, like sucked into capitalism. So it's like, you know, we come out, you know, of the womb and it's like, here's your assignment, you know, and that assignment is not based on anything that has anything to do with like who you may or may not be as a human being. But Mm. we've it's like literally like we're cattle, you know, it's like, oh, you got a you got a penis. This is what you're doing you got a vagina, this is what you're doing, you know? And it's like, it's literally like, right. You know, we might as well be livestock. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of how I feel about it sometimes. But um, I was saying to someone uh, or actually, I wasn't even saying this to someone, I was saying this to a, a someone's I was saying this in front of an audience because I do stand up but that I think gender is vulgar and I went on to explain what I was talking about I was like you know I think it's vulgar because it's dishonest um, ultimately um and um I think it's also like you know we as humans like pride ourselves on being these like civilized creatures but I was like it seems very uncivilized to me that we try to assign an entire identity and role to human beings based on the part of the body that's closest to where we take a shit, (laughs) you know, like, that ain't civilized, you know, (laughs) like that's so incredibly vulgar to me (laughs) you know so i'm just like Uh, you know i'm like at uh, least animals really do walk around like sniffing each other's butts you know what i mean and like if in society like we did that then i would be like (laughs) okay fine then maybe I could get behind it a little bit more, you know, but like we, uh, we do the thing where we like, we cover it up and we're like, Ooh, no, don't show those parts. You know, like, mm. you, you know, if, it, if someone walked around with their genitalia exposed, they would be seen as like, you know, in, inappropriate and vulgar and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, it's like, but you want me to align my entire identity with this part of my body, but then it's, I'm not allowed to like, just show it to everybody, you know? So oh, <laughs> just like, say the
0: things.
1: which one is it? Make it Uh, choice. but yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do feel like, you know, like, (sighs) you know, we want to really blow it up. Like our humanity is sort of being commodified and, and has been for a very long time, um, in that way that, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're siloed kind of, you know? Um, and it's problematic, (laughs) you know, it's problematic in, in, in large ways. Um, and it also just like, yeah, it's not civilized actually. Like it actually is not civilized. It doesn't make, it doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Um, and it's untrue. It's like just not actually inaccurate,
0: right? Which is like, that's actually like not how bodies are made or the way the hormones (laughs) express or, you know, at at, all, at all. Um, so how about that information, you know, and it's a real,
1: yeah. And there are industries built around it. I mean, the, you know, it's like, that's, that's the other thing too, is like, there are every, you know, I was talking to someone who said that, um, she learned about how gender was like, basically like a marketing like scheme, you know, like that, you know, previous to, um, advertisement, you know, it's not like there wasn't gender in society, but that it, it wasn't expressed in this, in the ways that we, we know it now It's like girls play with dolls and boys play with sports things and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that, you know, when advertising started and I'm blanking on the name of like the godfather of advertisement, it just sort of lost me. Um, but essentially, um, Oh, it's so important, though, because whoever he was, he was, I believe he was like Freud's nephew or something like that. He was he was some he was somebody is some big thought philosophers like, you know, offspring, not direct offspring, but he was like the nephew of of someone I want. And it might have been Freud. I like I'm blanking on all of my like gender research and my advertising research. now, But I'll go back and find it for you to make sure that I'm not just like making shit up. But okay. you have to check the show about.
0: notes. We'll, we'll put an we'll put in actual information in our show notes, okay,
1: um, but um, but either way, you know, basically what he fi- what he figured out was like how to sell things to people, how to like dig into people's psyches, right. you know, based on the information that he grew up with because of like who his family was right. and and how to like really get people to buy into things and literally like buy them with their money, but also buy into the ideas, buy into the mindset, et cetera, et cetera. And so basically that like when advertising sort of started to blow up is when you started getting like all of these industries around, you know, around gender, you know, you've got the, the wedding industry is like a huge one, right? It's like Mm. completely, completely just like built around these ideas of like, this is what women want and this is what women need to buy. And if you're a man, this is what you want and this is what you need to buy. Same thing with like, you can go all the shaving products. You know, uh, uh, you know, menstrual products, uh, even shampoo, even our shampoos, you know, are like are gendered and sold and sold specifically to, you know, to like, you know, complete these ideas of what is right or good or going to be useful to you based on, you know, whatever gender you're, you know, assigned and or identify with now at this point. Um, So, yeah, so there is a there's a whole industry built around.
0: Right and then there's this pressure even in Locked that identity, right? It's like the to align, right? To like pick an identity yes. and then align with the marketing that's associated with that identity.
1: Right. Right? And it's right. like,
0: oh, uh, the whole uh, yeah. To yeah. What can you do you, can...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I still use women's razors. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you you know, and then it's like the truth at the end of the day is like, you just got to find what works for you, you know, (laughs) which means like you may have to cross some lines, (laughs) okay, in order to get what you really need. Yeah. And uh, that is the story of my life.
0: (laughs) No, but like that, like, say it again. Like, that's the, it's like, if there's, it's like...
1: If you're listening, (laughs) if you're you're
0: with us, right? If you're out there, like, which I know you are because you're literally listening right now, is you got to cross some lines to get what you need. Like, that's so real. And, and, you know, this just came up for me the other day. I was talking about, so I'm back in my manuscript like actually editing it and it's like (laughs) I have this picture from like two years ago when I was editing my manuscript and it's this picture I'm making this face that's like I wonder if I can describe it it's like a little bit slack-jawed and like a little bit glazed over in my eyes and like a little bit like a little bit like tight in my forehead or something I don't know it's like it's it's a face you know but it's like Quiet, and I put on it. It was like, This is what it looks like when you read 60,000 words of your own advice. <laughs>
1: It's just like, oh
0: my God. You know? And I'm working on the manuscript right now. And it's, by the way, it's 8,000 words now. And right. I'm like reading these and I'm like reading these practices. And I'm like, yo, you are telling people to do this shit in their living room unsupervised, Sophia. Like, what are you doing? You know, and I was like, I do this shit in my living room unsupervised. And like, right. I'm, and technically, I ain't never been unsupervised. Holler at my spirit guides and my fucking ancestors and great spirit and creator who is always watching. Me. always there's no such a thing as unsupervised like in my existence you know but it's like that real moment of like crossing some lines like looking at that and thinking about that and writing about how you know when we go to change the conditioning that was imprinted on us right we're asking ourselves to let go of the rules that we were told to keep us alive that there's It like really touches me deep. It's like there is nothing like casual or easy about doing that like for ourselves or like ask other people to do that, you know, to just be like, so just cross some lines. And it's like I was told those lines would keep me like fed, a place to sleep, someone to love me, and like I would not die alone. Like I would not die. Like I would be – like I was told – now those – may or may not happen when you stay in line. Right. And that's usually what inspires people to start crossing those lines is they aren't getting, I'll say it for myself, I wasn't getting what I was promised by staying in line. You know, I was, I was promised all sorts of things. I wasn't getting it. I was losing my fucking mind. right? Right. And so it was like, my sanity was on the other side of that line. You know, right there was no there was no peaceful, not dying. There was dying on this side of the line. Yeah, that's what was, that's what was happening. soul loss every day, leaving yeah. my body, right? yeah and this real sense of I mean, I literally I could it's like I remember a huge chunk of my journey where I couldn't gain weight. I was li- like literally shrinking and like I was trying to eat, you know, it was like I was, I couldn't stay in my body. Right. So crossing those lines uh, at times, that's like a spiritual or a metaphorical story. And it's, n- it's not right. Like it's yeah. not, I was so devastated that I, on one walk one day, I almost walked in front of a bus, a car blew by a stop sign. And like another vehicle, I almost got hit three blocks in a row. And I was like, no one would know that I was so done being in my body today. They would what? think this was a tragic accident that was unrelated to my yeah. state of being. But the truth was, I was not there. I wasn't there to keep myself alive, you know, and I had to cross a lot of lines. I still have to cross those lines every day to, to stay in the territory where I stay in my body. Yeah, You know, and, and I, I do best when I speak to my inner child, when I talk to my little and I say, like, I've got you. I know this is scary. I know they told you that we got to do this and I'm doing the exact opposite. Like, I'm going to do the opposite of what we were told was going to keep us alive. And like, you just got to trust me. Right, Like you just like, hang on tight, like be scared, hang on tight. And I got you. Like, I will not leave you behind. Like, this is how we get through. Like it's a stormy mountain and I'm going to climb over it and you're going to be with me, you know?
1: Yeah. You said soul loss and it made me think about, I keep recently, I've been coming back to this moment that I had, I think it maybe was earlier this year or maybe it was last year. Um, And it was, it was just like, it was a regular day. Uh, It was a regular day. I think I was like in maybe um, my living room and I don't know, I was doing something very ordinary and very mundane. And I had this moment where it literally felt like something was like crawling out of me. And I was like, what is going on right now? So I like, I mean, it was like such a palpable feeling. I had to like sit down. So I remember like kneeling like near my coffee table and just like kind of like resting one arm on the coffee table. And it was like this, like it was, it was like a a tight pressing, pressing, pressing. And I remember I just sort of like, opened up my heart. Right. And I was just like, okay, I just need to expand. Cause I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm having asthma all of a sudden, I don't have asthma, but you know, it's like, I don't right. know what's happening here, but like yeah. something is happening. So let me just open my body up and try to just like take a big deep breath and like, see if that just like helps me through. I was like, I don't know. is it gas, you know what I mean? I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And I like took this breath and I exhaled and I, I like closed my eyes and I had a vision of this goddess literally just like leaving my body and she like floated above me for a moment and then I heard her say thank you and then she was gone and I just felt so like relieved you know and I realized like you know we are talking about like you know the the soul loss the death you know the ego death but like literally it was like this soul was like thank you for for like finally letting me be free Mm. you know and it was just it was a weird experience um and so I wrote down like in my journal I said you know I let I let the goddess free and now she's got my back you know um but just thinking about you know transitions and you know what it means to lose. I I always, you know, it was like, Oh, am I, did I, did I do something wrong? Was like my first, you know, my initial thoughts after that moment was like, did I do something wrong? Like, you know, and what does this mean? You know, like, am I losing something? And, um, you know, I've been on hormone replacement therapy, taking testosterone for almost two years now. And so this is maybe like halfway through, you know, my journey. Um, and you know, the changes, you know, in the sort of like the bodily changes, but then also like the physical, spiritual changes that go along with just like moving and walking in the world, different in my body. I think one of the main things that I, that, you know, that I notice now is I can be way more present. You know, I still have my human moments where I'm just checked out or I'm triggered or whatever, and I'm not quite so present, but you know, it used to be, you're talking about like getting hit. I used to have moments all the time where I was like, shit, I almost got hit by a bus. And I would, think the same thing. Like nobody would know that today is the day I almost died because I was not present because I was not paying attention because I just was like somewhere else. I I mean, I used to have those moments all the time, you know, uh, before I started taking testosterone and then, you know, I started taking testosterone and I just feel way more present in my body than I ever did. And then, you know, I had, you know, that moment was like a moment of feeling like, oh, am I losing something because, I'm on this other journey now. And it was like, you know, no, you know, I remember, like she said, thank you. You know, I remember right. the thank you, you know? And I'm like, I think it was like, I was just releasing something that I, I don't know. Like it was just, I was done with, you know, I just, it was done. She was done. We were done. You know, it's like, you know, she had done, she had walked with me as long as she needed to. She was gold too. I remember that. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then, she was like all right like it's time for me to go now like you're good here you know like and like i got your back but like i don't need to i don't need to be buried uh, you know so deep in within you anymore um so, yeah, I just when you said soul loss, it re- it reminded me of that moment again, because that moment has been coming back to me recently. Um, I think in the fall, the fall is like in traditional Chinese medicine, a time of grief. Mm-hmm. So it is a time where I, you know, I, I think about loss. I think about the things that I'm mourning or I'm grieving a lot. And I and I feel like, yeah, it's not coincidental that that moment has been coming back to me a lot. Cause that was a moment of not necessarily loss, but of like letting go Yes, for yes. sure, you know, and, and really of like liberation, you know, you, you know, we, you know, people are all, you know, all up in a tizzy about like, you know, liberation right now and like mm-hmm. what it means to, to be liberated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was actually a moment of like liberating that that feminine energy for me anyway. And that's just what it looked like. And, you know, that's just the experience that I had. Um, but yeah, it's like, I just felt the goddess sort of like move through me Mm. and, and then it was gone, you know, and I, and I didn't feel bad afterwards. Like I felt good afterwards, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, it just triggered that soul loss made me think about that. Like,
0: you know, I want to, say something I want to it's like what's coming to me I want to offer to you and I am I'm curious to hear if this if it feels like an alignment and nourishment for you or if it's like no no that's not it Sophia (laughs) like you know I am I'm having this sense so it's like I was really listening um because you know what what I know you understood what I was saying um but it's like that moment of soul loss that I was talking about is that like loss of uh loss of Okay. That loss of self, that loss of true self, or that loss of presence, right? And so you're talking about how like you existed in this place of like a lot of soul loss, and since you've um, gone on testosterone, this experience of being more and more present, like soul presence. If there's soul right. loss, like soul presence, like being in yourself, and then and then also the word activated this this memory. So what comes up for me as I listen to this story? Is I think about the womb teachings, and I think about the feminine guardianship, and I think about the the god, the many faces of of the goddess or the many goddesses, right? And what I see and I feel in the story is the way in which that energy. The I can speak for myself. What came up for me as I, as I like empathize and sat with you, this was this feeling of there were so many times in my journey where divine intervention held me together where I wasn't. Yeah. And that when I came home to myself, those guardians could leave living in my body. Right. Because they were like holding it. While I wasn't there. Right. And when I came back, they were like, good job. Right. This is yours. You know? And like, and I'm with you. Like that feeling of like, I got your back. Like I'm not gone. Like I literally right. held your pancreas for 27 years. Like, <laughs> right, right. I'm not right, going right. to like bail on you now. But right. you can hold your pancreas now. Like right. you, like your soul is, is here. And, and that liberates and what comes up for me in that when I think about our, our relating to humans right is there's this way of like as I come home to myself and I hold myself the l- lovers in my life the partnerships in my life the family in my life when I don't need them to hold me together right, right. everybody is liberated and the way that what we do get to share, what we do get to pass behind, or before, between us, right, is is different, and that it's a gift and it's a sacred thing to be held when we need to be held, right? Yeah, like that 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 divine ent- entities would come into me and and hold it until I could hold it myself, or that. I could have romantic partners in my 20s or marry someone who could love me in places and in ways that I didn't know how to love myself. Right. You know, and and it was through the healing of those relationships that I learned to heal those parts of myself. And in that way, those relationships were liberated and all of those relationships changed their agreements, right? And those are obvious because those are romantic, but As that happened, also all of the agreements between my family members and my friendships have shifted, too. Right. So that's what, as you shared your story, that's what touched and moved in me.
1: So, what have we got here? We've got muddied waters. <laughs> we've got exhaustion, mm. sickness, mm-hmm. exhaustion. Uh, we've got commodifying. We've mm-hmm. got how our humanity has been what's the word? Broken?
0: L- lied to. <laughs>
1: Broken, perhaps broken. (laughs) Um, Yes. uh, uh, Dispersed, I think, is actually what I'm thinking about. Mm, Um,
0: Dismembered.
1: Yes, yes. Dispersed and dismembered. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And now how we're all in a state of scrambling to try to put the pieces back together and how it looks very different for a lot of us, you know, (laughs) like basically. um, And sometimes what that looks like is getting trapped in more capitalism and more commodification um and sometimes what that looks like is crossing lines or you know um sometimes what that looks like is coming home to ourselves and also you know letting go of and releasing or or losing experiencing some loss i mean i think you do experience some loss i mean i feel like we talk we talk about this a lot about like you know the waking up and oh, how yeah. It's, it's painful, and, you know, it, for me, I'll speak for myself, it's like my world kind of had to crumble first. Like, I felt like I, I had to lose everything, actually. Um, oh, no. Sorry, I don't even know how that happened. I just cut out for a second there. Back, um, but, um, yeah, I definitely – like, it, it. my spiritual awakening wasn't this, like, fun, nice – beautiful eat pray love (laughs) kind of you know like that wasn't not for me anyway it was like that it was actually filled with a lot of loss um and a lot of grief actually um and now here we are (laughs) I was thinking about the uh the the last one of the time actually the first time I met Leah Moon uh who her talking about sitting in a bathtub and like, you know, crying and like calling you. And like, she was like going through this like big spiritual awakening, but she was like, this doesn't look or feel like any of the things I saw in the movies <laughs> And she's like, you know, she's like, I'm like sitting in the bathtub crying and I like called to And I was like, is this what it's going to be like now? <laughs> 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 like roll with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and it's not, and it, and it's like you know the 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 reason I'm laughing and we both laughed is because like what we both learned is like it's it's not exactly like that forever, right. but that like that is a big part of it, you yes. know. Too is yes. like the breaking down, the losing, you know, or the feeling like you're losing, you know, right. when, and and that yeah. last also being about clearing out and making space, you know, and. Um, You know, I I, I hesitate to use the word purify because I feel like it's 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 connotated in ways that are problematic sometimes. But, you know, that process of like like, again, the muddy water, it's like you're emptying out, you know, you're pushing out the muddy water so that you can so that the streams can flow free and clear yeah. you know um but when you have a a faucet or you know a pump that you haven't used in a long time Woo! you know and you turn it on finally it's like all of the rust and whatever else yeah. has built up in there that yeah. is what that is what comes out first you right. know and like the oh, muck the... <laughs> and the mire and yeah, right. the and the like and the
0: and the beings that moved right. in in the empty space right like yeah. the the insects and the and the whatever right. you know it's like that yeah. when we aren't present in ourselves like energies or entities will move in those spaces as well, you know, which is why, again, grateful for the guardians who are like, I'm going to take up residence here so that no one else does while you're out. Like house sitters, right? Right. Like beings. Airbnb. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So many options. There's so many. Exactly. There's so many. You can Airbnb it. You can lend it to an aunt, you know, who's in transition. You can. Right. Right. There's so many ways to, uh, right? So that you just like. Right. Exactly. Like leave a pack of dogs that will take care of themselves and protect your land. So many options. Right. Right. When you're talking about that, the other thing that I feel like I just have to add because you're just saying it so beautifully is that piece of like and that like like I this like mantra, this prayer that I work with, which is like I release who I was so as to become who I am. Right. Right. Like I release who I was becoming so as to be true. To myself, right. right? Like what it is to like really like. Yes, sometimes the soul loss is a loss of self, and and sometimes those are guardians, and there's entities that come and go, and sometimes there's there's like that essence of truth that is. To me, the essence of who I am is is infinite and nameless, right? right? And so, that's that soul that comes from home, and when it comes home as a creative, generative energy, it makes identities it makes like essences or expressions of self right and then just like that goddess like and then there's a time where it's done and like the courage to let to let that version of myself go and to make space for another one to come in you know, again, Liam Moon often we often talk about like, "Heyo, oh, daily death," right? Like the, right. the Buddhist path is like, "May I die in every inhale and exhale." Like, and right. like by I, I mean my ide- like my identity right. and my notion of self or my idea of self, so that the creative, generative essence that is infinite has space to do what it does, which is to to create and to release, to create and to release, like to create and destroy, to create and release, like to be generative and the word that's coming to mind for me, for some reason, is emulsifying. It's, mm. it's, there's this. It's a brew. It's a, a there's a brewing aspect, a living, active. It feels very like amoeba or like algae to me right now in this kind right. of like core essence way. And so to enjoy the complexity, right, of of our humanness is like also what I hear like as that comes yeah. back around. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like weeping in the bathtub, like, is it going to be like this forever? It's like, right. no, it will happen less often and be more intense. Actually. Right. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yes, so. true. Yeah. That's real. That's so it's, real. It's
0: like, you know, it's like, yes, this is what it's like now. And no, it will never be like this again, ever, mm. ever. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is the one time you're going to cry in this bathtub like this. Right. You know, especially if you're here for it, because by the time you're done being present with this weep in this bathtub, you will be different.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: If you miss it, don't worry. It'll stick around until you get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think the question that just came to me is like, well, how how do we know that we're present?
0: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't have an answer actually, <laughs> but I, that was, it just came to me. So I was like, I'm gonna say it out loud. How do we know that yeah. we're present?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it as a question. I love it as a question. You know, I feel like I have like, you, like any of us have like lots of answers, right. Of like right. Wh- what it is. It's like, and it's like, how do you, how do you know? How do you right. know when you're present? That's a real question. It's like, yeah, let's start that theme on the Instas, right? Like, how do you know when you're present? Like there are things that I know uh, I'll have a moment and go like, oh, I'm really, I'm really here right now. Yeah. You know? And what is that? What, do, what, what are those, are those individual things? Is it a unified aspect, like a moment? Or is it a knowing? And that, I think one of the things that I know that I've experienced is the more I become attuned to that, the more I see how even that has uh, uh, a scale, right? That there's yeah. degrees of presence. There's like de- there's yes, you know, levels of like full. It's like whoosh, like fully present. Like, do I think I've ever been fully present in my manifested form in this life yet? Mm. It's like I don't want to say no because I don't want to negate a flicker of an experience that I had. right Right. so I don't want to say no what I know is that is there more presence for me to feel and to be with and to that like my body or my mind or my consciousness my pleasure or my creative life force or any of those things like is there is there more than what I've touched or felt yet yes right yes absolutely absolutely. I just had very like healing, healing time this morning, like really deep. And it was again, that like moment of like, (sighs) can I show up even more? I could feel the way in which it was like, this energy was moving in the front of my body. I could feel the way I was holding in my back, you know? I could feel the way in which I was like letting my voice go, but I could feel the way I was holding it. And so it was like that moment and that prayer of like, okay, like there's, I can, I can come more into what's happening right now. I can allow more of what's happening to be experienced. So I love that question. How, 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 how do, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How How do
1: do I know? I think that similarly, um, I've had moments perhaps flickers of it. Um, and I think I know because it's, there's, there's nothing else that makes any sense. It's like in a moment when I'm present, Uh you know, I'm not, I mean, I, Mm. I hear myself all day long, (laughs) you know? So I always say to people like, I do hear more than one voice. But they're all mine. You know? You know, like I do I understand that all of the voices in my head belong to me, but there's definitely more than one, is all I'm gonna say, you know. Um so I think in moments where I feel present, it's like, yeah, there is no chatter happening, you know. Um the, the, in yoga, you know, they're referred to as chitavritis, the fluctuations of the mind, right? right? Um, so it's like the, chitav, the chitavritis are, are, cal- are calmed. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not going off. They're not constantly, de- <laughs> right? Um, I think it's also, um, I mean, the moments where I felt the most present are honestly like they're kind of like the moments that have been most either triggered or like they've been traumatic in some way, unfortunately, you know, like I remember having really Mm. terrible PTSD three years ago. This was the beginning of my like gender transition, I guess, um, or awakening. But um, that was a time where I felt really present. Um, And that was a year after I'd had pelvic floor work done. It was literally like a year to date where I yeah. started having PTSD um, about the sexual abuse I experienced as a child, and I felt I felt very present for that whole experience, and it lasted like a month in total actually of like having episodes of like flashbacks, like actual just like flashbacks, and um, and having like one one foot here and one foot there but being present in, in that experience of like understanding, like, this is what's happening. Like half of me is like 30 years ago, (laughs) you know, in, you know what I mean? In this traumatic experience. And like the other half of me is right now watching myself go through this process of going back and remembering and having these memories come back to me, you know, but that I was like, I was there for all of it. Um, and then the, the sort of like, after the like the what's the word it's like the resonance or the like energetic energy of like coming out of that state of having those flashbacks and moving forward Mm -hmm. with no pretense you know so uh, everyone has a different transition story and part of mine is having that experience and then having to like really like start over again with myself and say like what do I like? Right. What makes me feel good? What you know how do I want to express myself? Um, you know, these sort of like simple things or these simple ideas that we think we know about ourselves. Um, all of a sudden, they were not there for me, and so I had to be present with myself because I had to, I had to, to I had to learn all over again. Actually, what I liked, what made me feel good, you know, how I wanted to express myself, um, because the idea I would had of myself up until that point had been shattered, you know, by these memories and by, you know, having those flashbacks, right? So who I was, who I, you know, in that moment or before that no longer, it's not like it didn't exist or didn't happen, but it just was no longer relevant, I guess is really the truth. Um, Mm. and so I felt very present going through that process because there was nothing else for me to like latch onto, you know? So I ha I had to be like in the moment because I was sort of experiencing things again for the first time. It felt like, you know, I was experiencing life again for the first time and having to like really just like tap in and show up for, do you like this? Do you like this relationship? Do you like this job? Do you like this outfit? Do you like this haircut? Do you like this wine? You know what I mean? All of it. Like, do you like this meal? Do you like, you know, you know, saying these things, do you like these friends? Do you like, you know, like, do you like this apartment? Like, you know, do you enjoy it? Are you comfortable here? You know, like what, you know what I mean? Like just really had to show up and be present for because all of the, the things that we sort of like go, you know, like, Oh, I know I like coffee in the morning. Like I didn't know anymore, actually, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know. Um, and so I really had to, you know, it, it almost felt like I had literally lost my mind, you know, like i had literally just sort of like yes. lost it and I had to put it back together again. And I had to find out all over again, you know, um, if I, if I wanted things that I thought I, you know, that I, that were in front of me, actually not even that I thought I wanted, but just whatever was in front of me, I had to sort of start with like, is any of this resonating, you know, is any of this in alignment with you now, you know? Um, And that was a process that like, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I was forced into being present. Like I didn't have any other choice because there was nothing else. There was nothing else there at that moment. So... I don't know. So that's a moment where I'm like, okay, I, I felt really present. I had a lot of presence. Um, and then as I sort of started to be like, all right, I like this. I like that. You know, now it's like then it, it gets harder and harder because, again, the mind goes, oh, well, now I know. I know this ways. about me. Like habit, yeah. huh. Yes. You know, I know this about me now. And so, you know, now, you know, I have a life that I've designed from a place of presence though, you know, from a place of, of really being present, you know? Um, and also there are, there are, there's leftovers, you know, there's, there's stuff from the other life that's still there that I'm still working through. Um, and I find myself being present in moments where I am, really working with the body. So like when I'm in yoga, I will often have a moment, especially like in plank pose where I just feel so weak. Sometimes and I'm like shaking, you know, and I will say to myself, like, I am here in this body. Like I am present. Like I am here in this body. I'm here in the shaking. I'm here in the sensation, you know? Um, and I, I feel myself, like call myself into in back, you know, because I think, you know, those are moments like, you know, for me, like I'm a very sensual person. So in moments where I feel weak or I feel you know d- disconnected or I feel like I'm losing my breath, those are moments where I, again, have to, call my, I have to call myself back into presence because I feel myself just want to go like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm short of breath if I, you know what I mean? If I'm doing this sun salutation, I don't want to deal with the fact that, like, my arms are weak when I'm trying to hold this plank, you know? And so my mind's like, I'll just check out and let the body do all the work, and I'll be back when the body is done, you know? <laughs> like And I have to be like, nope, no, 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 nope, nope. You got to come back. You got to come back and be present for this sensation because here you are, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but those are some experiences around being present that I've had.
0: Rich. Totally rich. Yeah, I love that. I mean, thank you for all of your sharing just now. All of it. And that last piece, I I really use that practice too of I I speak to myself. I'll say um, one of the things that I say to myself is I want you here. Like that. That that if I feel like I'm leaving or I'm left or that I'm at that edges, it's this like summoning back of like I want you here, I want all of you here. Like I want, I want you here. I think that's really important language for me because of my tenderness around not being wanted. Mm. You know, I my little has some programs that she runs used to used to really run about those things, and so it's been really powerful and very healing for my. You know, and I think it's also not only my little, but I really think about my soul. I think about the amount of work that I've done for all the different incarnations of being hunted, Mm. you know, and so um, to be able to say to myself, like, I want you here. I want your power here. I want your wisdom here. I want your presence here. I want your medicine here. I want your knowledge here, I want your sensation here, I want your preferences here, Right. Um, you know, to really, to be wanted um, is a powerful remedy to being tolerated, um, let alone neglected or ignored or hunted or um, right. like all of those things. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to share, because I hope it's inspirational, it's inspirational to me, is that um, that chatter... That that chatter. One of the things that it was a turning point for me a couple of years ago, where I realized that I had more time without shatter than I did with chatter. Mm, yeah, in, in myself, and to watch those proportions continue to shift. That I feel like right. I have. Mo- I when I start to leave my body, more of me is in my body than not in my body. Um, right. You know, to have those scales really it's like really like at one it's the image comes of moving a grain of sand at a time from one right. scale to the other scale right. you know just like right. that with yeah. every breath or every moment or every choice every ptsd activation you know of like am i gonna stay here and a whole i'm gonna watch myself you know have a horrible stomach ache barely be able to focus my eyes and quake Right? Am I gonna st- am I gonna stay with myself and like put my hand on my belly and breathe and say like I want to be here. I don't want to miss it. Like, and for me again, that languaging really works for me. I don't know if it's because I'm a quintuplet Gemini, so that like multiple voices thing wow. really works for me. But that like really talking to myself and saying, you know, like I. Like, I'm here with you. I want to be here with you. Like, I'm not leaving. Like, really saying those things to myself um, really helps me increase that presence, really helps me stay present when I know there's a choice, you know? I think that's a really powerful... That's one of the things that you and I both talked about. We said, how do we know when we're present? And what you and I both talked about a lot was both how we were present, but also how we negotiate or navigate or the, the... skills or knowledge that we've gained being in spaces where our presence is uh questionable right right which is a power place it's like such a such a power place of like the that power place of choice of like i don't want to be here um or i do want to be here pleasure can be such an activating space for where it's like the pleasure can be so intense people just leave their bodies like right right away and uh because it's the the only thing that's more transformative and ego obliterating than all the trauma that we've all experienced is true pleasure in the presence yes. of true love. I mean that'll just wreck every what you thought you liked, you know? Right. Like it's just like, you know, wake up the next day or climb out of bed or get out of that bathtub or walk out of that field and go like, I don't know who I am
1: um, actually
0: (laughs) anymore, you know? And I think we we know, I think we know that even if we don't know that consciously, we know that unconsciously when that pleasure starts to build. And so I think a lot of people check out um, and lose presence in places of extreme joy and extreme love and extreme pleasure because of the way that it, um, it also asks us to, abandon i mean uh, not abandon like uh, like abandon ship like with abandon to right. release to let go of who we were you know and it's like love in essence takes us past our notions of what's possible so then uh, so then now we're in a landscape of of impossibility um and what what was is is different so
1: yeah yeah that makes sense. <laughs> I have not I've yet to have that that kind of experience. <laughs> oh, I am, I considered it it, my way. It's on its <laughs> i gonna say it's headed
0: your way. I always have that, you know, I have that moment now when I'm like with someone and someone tells me a story or something happens right next to me, you know, um yeah. and uh and it's something that I've like wanted or when it happens, I go, Ooh, I want that, you know? And then I think like, Oh, it's so close. Like it's, it's literally so close. Like it's getting closer and closer. So I'm excited for your, uh, you know, glorious ego deaths that are pleasure, (laughs) you know, pleasure and love and, and, uh, just, you know, gorgeous and that for you, Jackson, for you, dear, sweet listener. And, uh, Closing, it's time for closing and traditional comments. All right. So I want to just kind of give you a moment here. I have two official closing questions, but before we move to those, just see if there's anything you want to say in your closing and transitional comments.
1: I think I've said a lot, actually. I don't, I don't think, I don't think so.
0: You've showered us with riches, dear friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do you want, If people are like curious about you, want to know more artistry, educating, food, um, connections, where do you like to be found? Where do you how do you like to connect with people?
1: Um, Well, uh, referencing our conversation before we started this podcast, I'm a little bit of an elder when it comes to social media. But I do use Instagram. That's like the only platform I'm consistent with right now. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I have two Instagram handles. So I have my 18 plus Instagram handle, which is ratchet affirmations um, spelled exactly the way you spell both of those words, ratchet affirmations with an S. And then I have my vanilla kink account, which is the account that is open to the public. um, And I focus more on like, you know, food and spirituality. Um, but both, both have, both have a little bit of the same. Um, we still live in a a complicated world though. So I have to protect myself and my identity. So I, you know, I tone it down for ready, set Jackson. That's my vanilla kink account. And it's spelled exactly the way it sounds. Ready, set Jackson, ready as in like camera ready set, like a set jackson instead of action though so ready set set jackson Jackson. is my that's my vanilla kink account and then ratchet affirmations is um really the it focuses a lot on my, um, my body, actually, is, like, more the focus of Ratchet Affirmations. My body, my pleasure, my sexuality, my sensuality. And Ready, Set, Jackson is, like, the stuff I do in my life. So I teach yoga classes. I'm a cook. You know, um, I post my videos of playing taiko drums and, you know, the stuff I do with SGI on that, on that <laughs> account as well. Um, and it's kids safe. So I actually have a few kids that follow me on that account that are aspiring chefs. It's very sweet. Um, so very yes, sweet. <laughs> it's very, very sweet. So, um, so yeah, so ready, set Jackson or ratchet affirmations are the two places you can find me if you're looking for me.
0: Great. Um, okay. I believe that we're literally, literally birthing a new earth that we are creating constructs. We're envisioning a culture, a planet, You said it earlier, like we do all that business and in the end, you know, coming out for some clean water. Right. So. My my ask of you is to help paint a picture, to help to help envision uh, where are we going? Like, What are it's it's similar to like that? Like, how do we know we're present? Like, how do we know we're here? How are we going to know? What is it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? Um, and I invite you to drop into that and to speak it in present tense, to speak it as either as it like is happening or a recollection of what, you know, that time when like bring it into,
1: yeah, I feel like it is a time of, um, I mean, I think it is is like a time of pleasure, actually. It is a time where, as humans, you know, as a collective consciousness, we value our existence. We value humanity. And ultimately, it's like we value the eternity of life. Like, we respect life and life force so much so that we focus our attention on making it feel good on, on having it feel good, having it feel good to be alive and knowing that there are lots of other sensations, right. In life that our focus though is on how do we, how do we make it good? How do we feel good? How do we bring pleasure to our experiences? Um, You know, inherent in life is the struggle you know, or is, you know, are these moments of suffering, like birth is a painful process, you know, and it's traumatic for both the person giving birth and the person being birthed, you know, that's inherent in life. So, so once we get here though, right, how can we make everything else that happens around this experience pleasurable and enjoyable and generative and value creating? I mean, I think that is that is the world that we're stepping into where, you know, again, we're not—we don't need to make meaning out of everything, right? We can let things be as they are, and we can say, okay, we're going to focus on—we're actually going to focus on our comforts, you know, actually, you know, which, you know, I and mean, sometimes I think— I get tricked into thinking, like you were saying earlier, it's selfish when I'm not working or when I'm taking a break or when I'm resting, you know, and people are, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm resting and you know, that is active actually. Right. So that, you know, we, you know, I always make this joke that like if we could get over our bullshit as, as you know, humans, we can then like focus on really important things like learning how to fly, <laughs> you know <laughs> You know what I mean? Real talk. Like, we could, real, we real could be real. out here levitating y'all if we have the time and the energy you know to really focus on like our own like you know our own energy and like all of these other things that we're we're capable of we're only using 10% of our brains right yes, so yes. like you know yeah i have this i have this vision of humanity really stepping into this place of being like okay let's focus on like how to make life fun again <laughs> to make it an enjoyable experience, knowing that we're going to do things like fall down and hurt ourselves and we're going to do things like give birth, which is painful. And, you know, you know, we're going to experience that those things are inherent in, in, in life. So we don't need to make them happen. <laughs> we, we don't need to do them to ourselves or to each other. We, you know, we should really, you know, we mm. can really focus, we can really focus our attention and our energy on how to make it fun and how to make it enjoyable and how to take care of ourselves and how to take care of each other. And then we can we can transcend some of these like really low vibrational issues of not having enough money, not having enough food, not having enough shelter. We could really transcend all of that and and move on to a place of like, okay, yeah, how can I hold my breath for five minutes underwater, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can I actually get to the top of Everest, you know, because you know, we have, we, we have the time to build up that kind of life force and that kind of energy because we're not dealing with all of this low vibrational shit. You know, how can I actually astrally project all over the universe, you know? boom. So that is what I see. That's, that's what I'm going for.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm there. I'm there. I'm just, I mean, in a lot of ways I'm there and, Uh, you know, and I'm there, I'm there for it. Jackson, what a treat. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your stories, your insights, your questions, your fed upness, your, your, your power. I just, I'm so grateful for what you bring. I'm so grateful that you bring it to my life, that you bring it to the, to the lives around you. I offer you blessings on your micro massive transition and I know the way that you do that is a blessing to us collectively in our shared transition so thank you for that thank
1: you you're welcome thank you for decades of friendship decades now we're at decades I know
0: high school <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. real. So there are real. no coincidences you know,
0: know. uh-uh nope that's so real. Oh, so thank beautiful. you, dear friend. You were so welcome, dear friend, dear sweet listener. I love you. I'm so grateful for you and taking this journey with us. And love to hear from you. So reach out if you want to keep in touch with me. Go to my website, com. Sign up to get updates. That's where I really give a lot of my ranting and medicine stories in the text land. And uh, find me on Instagram I love to connect I love that you join me in this way and blessings to us all thank you so much for listening thank you so much and thank you Sam thank you Sophia Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes, so go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it, and share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram, at Sophia Wise One, uh, or come to my website, sophiawiseone.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com.
1: y'all know you need to hear that though
0: you know if you don't know now you know if you don't know okay yo i'm so excited about vagina talks right now don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to
1: don't pretend like you don't know you know